Hi, I'm Hope. And I'm Maruna. And this is Two Peas in a Pod. In this three-part series, we will tackle the United States' messy history with anti-Semitism. The United States has the highest Jewish population in the world, with an estimated number of 5.5 to 8 million people. In 2019, six people were killed and a dozen wounded in a series of high-profile anti-Semitic acts across the country. That year, Americans experienced a 56% increase in assaults from the year before. In 2020, the American Jewish community has experienced the highest level of anti-Semitic incidents. But what we see in the media is not representative of the frequency and extent of anti-Semitic acts in our country. Occasionally, we see the headlines, shooting at a Pittsburgh synagogue, anti-Semitic graffiti scrawled in New York, and New Jersey synagogue burned down. But these violent attacks are made to feel like isolated incidents were the cause of the one bad apple out of the bunch, rather than a continual trend of hatred towards Jews. And with New York, the home of over 1.5 million Jews, being the Jewish capital of the world, it's even more odd that we don't often hear about the many anti-Semitic acts that happen even within our own state. Because the sources of these recent anti-Semitic attacks here in the United States are multiple. They're not all coming from white supremacists or white nationalists. They're also coming from street attacks in New York uh, by young African-Americans. They're coming from black Hebrews. What, what seems to be constant is a sense that there's a copycat phenomenon. Now it's become sort of more in vogue that to go after Jews who are identifiable on the street. That was David Harris, the president of the American Jewish Committee. This copycat phenomenon that he mentions almost brings a sense of normalization to these anti-Semitic attacks. And through this podcast series, we'll examine some of the fundamental issues at play that are contributing to this disparity. In this episode, the first in our three-part series, we will continue to focus on modern anti-Semitism and its erasure from the media. In our second episode, we will travel back in time to examine the origins of anti-Semitism and track its manifestation in U.S. foreign and domestic policies. In the third and final part of our series, we will return to the present to look at how the fear on both sides has impacted the way that predominantly Jewish communities have been affected by the coronavirus and how the recent Capitol Hill riots have perpetuated anti-Semitic ideas in today's world. By the end of the series, we will evaluate how we can aid Jewish Americans and spread awareness about these issues, especially due to media suppression of anti-Semitic acts in the U.S. Before we dive into our discussion, we have to understand the meaning of the term. What is anti-Semitism? The Oxford Dictionary defines anti-Semitism as the hostility or prejudice against Jewish people. Anti-Semitism stems from stereotypes and myths used to target Jews, as well as their religious practices and beliefs. When we think about anti-Semitism, the Holocaust is usually what comes first to mind. But anti-Semitism wasn't born with the Holocaust, and it certainly didn't die with it either. After the Holocaust, it became less socially acceptable for countries and people to be openly anti-Semitic. Still, this hatred towards Jews did not disappear entirely. In fact, in 2017, the United States saw a dramatic surge in anti-Semitic incidents. And in 2018, America witnessed the most deadly attack on Jews in its history. 
On October 27, 2018, Robert Bowers stormed the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, killing 11 people inside and wounding six others. Saturday morning, members of three congregations gathered inside this 65-year-old temple. A baby naming ceremony about to start when suddenly a gunman burst into the house of worship. As soon as he came into the lobby, he opened fire. According to the FBI, the alleged gunman carried an assault-style rifle, three handguns, and hatred towards Jews. During the course of his deadly assault on the people of the synagogue, Bowers made statements regarding genocide and his desire to kill Jewish people. When researching for this episode, we noticed that when we would look up anti-Semitic attacks, we would usually find reports coming from Europe but very few coming from the United States. There's definitely a reason as to why we're only usually exposed to news stories in Europe rather than analyzing what is happening in our own country. Since there is this lack of exposure and we're almost disconnected from the hardships that Jewish people are facing even in our own state, it seems difficult to learn more and to offer help to those who are affected. The first step we need to take as a country is to make sure that people are hearing about these attacks. If the media is lacking in coverage, we need to make sure that we continue to spread awareness through other mediums so that these experiences won't go unheard. In recent years, many have pointed to the Trump administration as being a driving factor for anti-Semitic actions in the United States, especially because of Trump's failure to condemn white supremacists and Nazis after attacks. In 2017, there was a Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville that many white nationalists and alt-right leaders attended. The aim of the march was to stop a statue of Robert E. Lee from being taken down by the city. Throughout the rally, there were countless displays of Nazi symbols and chants, such as the English translation of an older Nazi chant, Blood and Soil. That afternoon, James A. Fields, a member of the fascist group American Vanguard, was arrested when he deliberately drove his car into a crowd of counter-protesters and killed Heather Heyer, a 32-year-old counter-protester, and injuring 19 others. You had some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. That was our president, and it is clear from the way that he addressed the situation that even leading administrators in the U.S. are lacking in their ability to hold these neo-Nazis accountable. And there continues to be a lack of information and awareness in America concerning how these groups are able to continue acting against Jewish people in such harmful ways. This is unfortunately our harmful reality. And what matters right now is continuing to speak out about how to spread knowledge and understanding of what is really happening in our country and its Jewish communities. Next episode, we will delve deeper into the history of anti-Semitism in America. Thank you for joining Hope and I on Two Peas in a Pod, and we'll see you next time.